Hey everyone, this is George Russ from the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association and this is Slice, where we try to give you a slice of what ministry is like here in the Metro New York City area. With me today is Monica Francis and Austin West. They are both involved in college ministry in different ways here in our, uh, our region. So, Monica, let me turn to you first. You've been in New York a very long time. Tell us a little bit about your experience growing up here in New York City. Oh, well, thank you for having me on this show. Um, it's been, growing up in New York has been uh, different, um, especially for me because I come from a privileged background, meaning the fact that I have two parents, um, lived in a household with both parents, married, um, went to church, uh, went to private school my entire life, um, had the pleasure of going to school in Long Island. So I think it has been one of those experiences that has definitely molded the way I look at life, um, especially when it comes to like ministry and like doing this research project as we continue to dive into that. But overall, I feel like it's been a pleasure. It's just been great. It's been amazing to see how New York has changed the robust of the moving, the shaking, the going, the coming, and just having that drive that nobody else um, has like a New Yorker. Right. Like when you come to New York, if you can make it in New York, you can make it I mean, anywhere. That's what the song says, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, Austin, you moved here uh, a few years ago. Tell us about your journey to, to New York City. Yeah, you know, from a, a really young age, I was just kind of preoccupied and, you know, maybe a, a less healthy word would be just obsessed with New York City. And I never really knew why that was. Uh, I thought a lot about it. And I, for some reason, there was just some sort of pull to New York City my whole life and it, it kind of came to a head and, and a huge catalyst was that someone who's actually working in ministry here in New York City right now and his name is Brandon Doyle. Um, he came to a conference that I was at in Arkansas and kind of shared some stats about evangelicals in the New York City area and I just immediately started praying and I said okay I know what that obsession has been my whole life. It's been this underlying work that God has been doing to prepare me for this call to ministry into New York City. And so a very short five years of prayer later, um, God opened up this incredible door to come and, and be involved in church planting and then use that to, to renew my passion for college ministry here in the city. Wow, that's great stories. Well, we're talking about college ministry here. And uh, Monica, let me ask you, uh, what is your project and research for the Metropolitan Association look like for college ministry? So I am currently... Uh, looking at uh, CUNY schools and eventually state schools, um, just researching the demographics, uh, basic information about the schools, um, and whether or not these schools actually have any ministries, um, Christian ministries, whether that be any denomination, just looking and seeing what Christ is doing on those particular campuses right now, how involved they are, um, whether or not they're active or inactive, um, and just getting in contact with the people that are heading these different campus organizations, whether it be the school directly or outside organizations like InterVarsity, Crew, and the others that are out there, and just um, building that relationship with them right now, just getting to know who they are, what they're doing, and learning about them before I try to interject anything that NYNBA is trying to assist them with, because right, that's right. The, what we're trying to do with this, exactly. is assist, not yeah. take over. Anything uh, stand out so far in the work you've done to date? Um, I would say as a person that came from a state school, it's kind of, I don't want to say daunting, but 
it's different to see that on these different CUNY schools that I'm looking at now, the lack of ministries. Because as opposed to a state school, and I don't know, it's because when you go to a four-year college, you're more invested in what's happening on campus and you want to make sure it's like home. So like if you're a person that goes to church at home, you want to make sure that church is readily available yeah, while you're on campus. Um, but the lack of it is very apparent. Um, in these CUNY schools, I've noticed that although they are heavily populated with um, different people groups, even those ministries are not there. So like Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslims, like these are not on the actual campuses as well. And I don't know if that's because people just come to school and just want an education and go about their business or what. So that's the only part um, that I found like I was very surprised at. Surprising, yeah. Austin, you say uh, before that you kind of been called here for, you know, it's been something on your mind for a very long time. And, and now you are here. Describe what you are doing uh, in college ministry here. Sure. Uh, so I think Monica is exactly right in, in what she has gleaned so far from, from her research and that there's this just huge disparity in uh, not just ministry, but really community uh, among CUNY schools. And, you know, we've read articles where a lack of community and a lack of support is cited as one of the main reasons why students will not finish their degree mm. or transfer to another CUNY school. And, and so with that in mind and, you know, stepping on campus and having an idea of the history of college ministry that I've done in my own life, you know, I had about three and a half to four years experience and having an idea of what I thought campuses looked like and then stepping onto those campuses in New York City knowing they would be different, but not really knowing how drastically different they would be. Mm-hmm. And so it was fortunate that I worked uh, mainly at a commuter school in Arkansas before I, I came here in Southeast Arkansas. I was at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. So I was not, it was not unfamiliar to me to see students come and then go immediately and not really want to be as invested in things that are going on uh, around the campus. And so really it was you know maybe two or three weeks of, of trying to do stuff in and around campus where I recognized, okay, this, is, this can't be done by any one organization. It can't be done by any one person. Um, we need multiple organizations that are spanning across the city that can capture these students where they're living the majority of their life. Because especially on CUNY campuses that are highly commuter, uh, the majority of their life is not being lived in and around the campus. And so that's when I started praying about really engaging churches uh, to, to reach students on their campuses, but also in the neighborhoods where the students live and work and could possibly connect to a church. And so I'm mobilizing churches. It's kind of like a, a two-headed uh, spear attack where I'm engaging campuses and, and trying to act as a catalyst for a college ministry on campuses where that's not happening. But I'm also acting as a catalyst and a mobilizer for churches to be the organizations that step on campuses and create or assist existing ministry to create these like reproducing uh, gospel environments on, on and near our campuses and in the lives of our college students. So your your first real effort at trying to do that very thing was at LaGuardia Community College. Yes. What, what is LaGuardia Community College like? What's happened so far to date with uh, your efforts on that campus? Sure. Well, LaGuardia Community College is extremely diverse. It's in Western Queens. It's in one of the more diverse you know, areas in the entire nation. They have a a little over 40,000 students that come through every year and they are all, like Monica said, they're they're in and they're out. And for whatever reason, whether that's because they have a job or, you know, there's nothing interesting going on on campus or they're just not there um, for very long. And so the interesting thing about LaGuardia and when I started there was just trying to 
learn what that culture is like and, and place myself in the situation of, okay, I, I know what it's like to go to school and I know what it's like to live in New York, but I don't personally know what it's like to go to school right. in New York and live in New York. And it, it's just crazy. Both of those are hard on their own. So doing them together, <laughs> extremely difficult, especially for students with limited resources at campuses that have limited resources. I mean, you think about a community college in most places and you think three to 5,000 students and we're talking about a community college that has over 40. Right. And it, it's just kind of difficult to wrap your mind around that. And so when I first attacked ministry at LaGuardia, it was more like, okay, how, how can I reach these students? But I'm one person. And even if I'm extremely successful at reaching students, I mean, how, can I, how many can I really disciple and lead? And how can I even implement a structure when there, it's just so much? It's overwhelming. Right. And so that was kind of my immediate step back to say, okay, let me pray about this. And what's the most biblical way to go about this? And for me, that was to come up with a structure that included uh, multiple churches from the community and multiple church leaders from the community that basically set a path for them to enter into college ministry where it wasn't them saying, I would love to do college ministry, but I don't know where to start. It's them saying, I would love to do college ministry and me saying, I know exactly where you would fit. Wow. Why is it so important to reach college students in New York City? I think that reaching college students anywhere in the world is one of the most strategic things you can do for the gospel. But especially New York City with so many different cultures, um, so many different backgrounds, so many different influences that these students are going to have in our nation and in other nations. We're talking about the future world leaders all coming together in, in a very, very small radius uh, considering how many students there are. And so I think to be able to effectively reach students with a reproducible structure, and of course we know God has to be in what we're doing. There's no structure we're going to create that just says, okay, we figured out exactly how to reach students in New York forever and this is how we do it. Right. But I think creating a structure in which there is organization for people to become a part of what God is already doing is just extremely essential to connecting to these students, to being you know, a source of longevity. That's one thing that really proves if, if you're a real New Yorker and if you're a real New York organization, you'll stay here. Um, we see so many come in and they're here two or three years with a big push and then they run out of gas and they leave. Mm -hmm. And so for not just students, but for the organizations and the campuses we're working with, they want to know what's your, what's your plan? How long are you going to be here? Right. You know, how are you attacking this? And I think that's why it's important for us to have that structure in place to reach the future leaders of the world for Christ. Right here. Right. What would you add to that, Monica? Um, so for me, it's a lot has a lot to do with the longevity because one thing that I've noticed, especially in my church, is that we can get kids, children, the very, very young from the time they're born till college. Once they go to college, it's like, okay, I'm a Christian for the rest of my life. I can put that on the back burner and live life. Um, and a lot of them Absolutely. may be going to church because their parents have pushed them. May it's like a requirement. You have to do this. And then once they get to college, it's like, I'm free. I don't have to do this anymore. And so to inject it into the schools would be helpful to make sure that these youth are continuing because although they may want to go out there and they might want to seek life, they might want to venture out, they always have this thing that is stable on their campus that if anything is going with them mentally, school, whatever, we're here for you. We're here to help you. And in that little piece can definitely like keep them going because now they know that Christ is always there for me. Someone's always in my corner. I have this pastor that I went to college four years ago that I can still contact and he can still be there 
for me, even if he's not no longer working on this yeah, campus. Absolutely. And so it's that continual consistency of having someone that you can rely on even outside of your home or your home community. Also, it seems that uh, the, the reason that you gave about the importance of college ministry was more evangelistic to reach uh, world leaders and people of influence. And Monica, you talked about helping students that come out of churches to continue their walk uh, with Christ and as they're facing uh, a, a different setting right. of being a little bit more free, right. you know, to say, maybe this is when my faith becomes real, right. real to me. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, that may be one real reason why churches need to invest in Absolutely. this kind of ministry because Absolutely. we don't want to see students uh, drop away uh, from their from their faith in college. One thing I wanted to add is that I think the reason why that resonates so much with me is because that's how I got my Christianity. Like I was a person that grew up into church, um, always loved working with youth. Uh, I remember my senior year being in my college dorm, just like feeling empty, lost. Like I would come back every so often to come home. And I would feel that, and it was just like realizing like something is missing. What is missing? And then realizing like, oh, I haven't been as faithful to Christ or been as active as I should be. And then that's what just like spewed everything else that happened in the rest of my life. So knowing that, working with youth in my church as a youth director and just seeing where they are now and the, the youth that I worked with and seeing where they have progressed, it's like that missing piece is definitely needed. Yeah. And I think our churches need to like realize and understand like, how they can fit in. Absolutely. So what was it like going to school here for you, in addition to what you just said? Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> so Good I actually hear that. went away, um, although I live in New York, I moved to Long Island, and I went to SUNY Westbury in Long Island, and I stayed all four years on college campus, because it was like, college, I'm free, I'm going to live life. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, it was, it was very different, because I no longer had my parents to rely on. If I wanted something, I had to do it for myself. I had to work, um, and then I had to also fit Christ in there. There was, we had um, a gospel ministry called Shekinah Glory, um, which was amazing. All my friends were on it. So, like I said, I had a very different life compared to most people that go to school because the, my core set of friends that I'm still friends with today, we were all your typical Christian. We grew up in the church, knew about church, came to school, and amongst ourselves would have Bible studies, and then our faith progressed. So these are things that we did together. We experienced life together. So school for me here, when especially when it came to ministry, was good. And I think that impacted a lot of the way I see life. Although sometimes, you know, you become liberal because of your society and what you're constantly being fed. But a lot of it is grounded in the fact of what does Christ have to say about it? What does the Bible have to say about it? What have I been taught? What is the essence of what I'm trying to do in ministry? Not necessarily how I feel about it, but what is the essence of it and what am I trying to convey? To everyone here. So what would you say, but both of you can add, add to this question, what would you say are some keys to reaching students? I would say it's funny that you would ask that question because I was just thinking about, okay, this is probably the most important thing that students want, especially this. I mean, I think anyone and I think any student, but especially this kind of uh, age group and, mm -hmm. and culture of students that we're dealing with right now is they want you to spend time with them. Yes. They want quality time. And what is the most precious commodity in New York City? It's time. And so this, this would ring true for college students across the country. But when you're in New York City and you're willing to give time, there's just something that's a little more special about that time you're giving than if you gave that same amount of time somewhere else. And what I mean by that is you just have less time to give. So students readily recognize, 
oh, you're going to take two hours out of your day to come over here and connect with us and give us free coffee, or you're going to take an evening out of your life to invite us over to your apartment to do a, a rooftop movie night, or you're going to take time to find this business to host our open mic night so that we can come and have fun and, and hang out and, and have community together, that goes a long way. So while there, are, I think, are several important things that students are looking for, I don't know that there's any one thing that's more important than you just spending quality time with them. Wow, that's a great answer. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's consistency. Um, Absolutely. It And consistency without an agenda. So like, if you say you have in your mind as a person that's going to these college campuses, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and you never even touch X, just being okay with, you know, going and spending time like Austin said, and just doing it consistently. Because a lot of these students, we forget, they don't have consistency in their life whatsoever when it comes to an adult. An adult meaning someone just being older than them. So you just showing up the two minutes, the two hours, like Austin said, and just doing this every week. Now it's like, oh. It's huge. Like, you're, you're, you're doing something for this person to one, make them feel good. Because now they feel important. Now they feel seen, they feel mm. heard. And a lot of times that's all it is, is just sitting with this person and saying, hey, how was it going today? And that just moves mountains. Absolutely. Wow. It's interesting to hear you say these kinds of things because I think when we ask questions like that, how, what's the key to reaching students? We're thinking programmatic. We're thinking mm. resources. Sure. Uh, and time is a resource, but we don't usually think of right. that as being, and the consistency with, with uh, offering yourself as being right. the real uh, the real key. Absolutely. Uh, both of you are involved in, in helping our association of churches to uh, see the college campus as a real legitimate part of their mission. Uh, Monica, tell us about the research project and uh, some of the things you've, you've been able to uncover uh, since th that began. Uh, how's it going? And tell us a little bit about that. <clears throat> so it's been... It's been going really, really well. Um, it's just that right now, a lot of it is just researching online and finding out inf the basic information about the schools, like I had mentioned earlier. Um, but I find that right now, I am in the process of trying to reach out to organizations that have um, touched the campuses and have been really doing work and seeing what's happening there um, because I want them to know that they don't have to do it alone anymore. Like we're come, we're trying to get this information so that we can be as helpful as possible for each and every single one of you um, while you're working on the college campuses. And one thing I wanted to mention, as you were talking about the churches and ministries, I feel when it comes to churches, uh, we try to overthink it. Um, and I think the easiest way for churches to see themselves in this research project, and even when it comes to college min ministries, is to keep it simple um, and just saying to churches like this college campus that's right here, that is part of your ministry. Um, and even in just like researching and talking to pastors and churches and things, I've noticed that for some reason, as Christians, we always try to, we do an overworking of separating church and state. So like as Sunday school teachers, we are perfect teachers when it comes to the secular world, but when it comes to Sunday school, we don't know how to lesson plan. And sometimes we need to know how to marry the two without mm. over overshining one or the other yeah, and I think um, like when it comes to churches especially for this project that's gonna be something that we're gonna have to constantly emphasize is the fact that you know it is as simple as just saying hey this is part of your ministry college students on that campus that is your background that is what you're supposed wow. to be doing Austin help us to 
communicates uh, to churches why it's so important and how they can be involved. Yeah, I, you know, I think we, we've said a lot of it already, you know, the, the discipleship aspect, right. the, the fact that a church, it, it's our hope that it's not going anywhere. A church reaches someone from, you know, whatever age they are and, and until they die, and a college ministry is there for you to support you specifically while you're in college. Right. So while it will always be there, you'll always remember it, you'll always have those connections, um, there, there needs to be a transition for a place for you not just to be served by the church, but a place for you to serve so that you can grow. And it's this very beautiful marriage relationship that we see in Scripture. And, you know, it's extremely vital for the health of our students while they're in school, but even as they're transitioning out of school, to have that relationship with church leaders in a church who's willing to step out and, and minister to them. And I think, you know, what Monica said is so great about keeping it simple. Um, I think a lot of times with the thought of it programmatic, it, it's simple, but it's not easy, right? There are some things that are simple and easy. This is a thing. College ministry is so simple, but it isn't easy. Right. So it's almost like we're looking for an excuse as to why we can't, oh, we don't have the leaders to do that, or we don't have the technology to do that, or we're not cool enough to reach college students. We don't have enough people because then in our minds, we've justified why we can't, can't do, do it. it. Right. But if we just say this is extremely simple, but I'm choosing not to do it because it's hard which is probably the most honest answer for most, most people who are interested in doing college ministry, then you can't justify that as well to yourself. And so, Wow. Well, thank you, Austin, and thank you, Monica, for being our guest on Slice. So you can check us out on YouTube channel and also on, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We'll be back uh, soon with another episode of Slice. God bless you.